Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining me right now is simply Brandon Jones. Enough. That's it. I'm enough. This is a podcast right here. This would be, honestly, this would be a great podcast. Uh, This is going to be a wild podcast to viewers and listeners this week. We had a power outage toward the end of this podcast. A spectacular one. Yes. An outage unlike anything I've ever seen before that actually triggered weird lights in certain ways. We thought Ian was just doing a cool thing. And it happened right at the right moment that it should have. So uh, it is now just going to be Jones and I re-recording the first two-thirds of the podcast. Right. Just the two of us. And then at one point, it will switch over to the podcast that was. Ian Hank, Michael Huber, and Ben Moore will suddenly appear. Yes. And talk about video games. For bets and one last bit. Love and respect, we got. Uh, And it was was frantic at the end, uh, frantic at the end, uh, because we're up against a clock, up against the Monster Hunter stream, and now we can kind of (laughs) like... Oh, jeez. You don't want to chill out with me, Jones? I got to think. Okay, great. (laughs) So... Um, but uh, worth saying, we we I, I haven't listened to it yet, but we're debating on um, putting up that first part, maybe just for patrons, just for people, or just putting it up on our. If Patreon. you're curious, yeah, I mean, there's if some wanna, great humor moments, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Jones, do you remember my favorite way to start a podcast? <laughs> Game announcement. Yes. So the Nintendo Direct that happened just earlier this which week, which I didn't watch, but have now talked about. So. Yes, you, you're almost. <laughs> it's almost as if you have watched it. Uh, had some game announcements. It's a nice way to start off the podcast. Not a ton of announcements, not a ton of great new games uh, to be incredibly excited about. But to me, the most headline-earning uh, announcement is Deadly Premonition 2. And I didn't play Deadly Premonition 1. Yeah. Uh, shout out to James Kohler back at Game Trailers, who would come and describe this game to me. And I remember the first time I heard about Grand Theft Auto 3. It was like... Wait, what do you do? They're like, you go around, you do crimes and stuff, and you do missions for people. I'm like, how do you do the missions? You go talk to a person? Like, why don't, like I understand what this game works. Mm-hmm. And Deadly Premonition is kind of the same thing. To this day, I'm still like, how does – I've seen it played, but um, I, yeah, I've never – I've always been so curious about it because yeah. it is open world. At a, at a point, And yes. my ears always perk up when, yeah. when I hear that. But it's like a – it's a cult classic open world. It's it's a game with strange writing and a game that's, you know, never been a looker even when it first was uh, uh, released. Uh, but it's a game that's highly regarded today for its weirdness. Uh, and so to have this sequel pop out of nowhere, to be announced as not even like <laughs> – Deadly Premonition 2, if you're going to have me write the sequel, it is, I'm making this an event. If you're, sorry, if you're having me write the trailer. If I'm making the trailer for Deadly Premonition 2, okay. I'm announcing this as an event, you know, and just, it's I'm having fun with it. It's a comedic trailer or something, but it was very Nintendo Directy the way they announced this. Just, you know, and now it's this game. Uh, you are this detective solving these little crimes yeah. and just Deadly Premonition 2 coming out in 2020. It's like, wh- hold on. What? Do you even know what you just announced? It felt like that, the way they announced this thing. It's weird. It's like, it's been rare for me that like a comedy is funnier. So comedy sequels better than the original. Yes. Because it's always this kind of, it's like when you tell a joke, it's that scene from Groundhog Day when he tries to hit on her like the second night and she's mm. like, ah, because he's like, that thing I did that worked. I'll yes. just do that again. You yeah. know, and, and Anchorman sequel. So I'm ner- <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm nervous that uh, Super Troopers is what I think. Of, you know, I was thinking of earlier, where it's it's like I'm nervous that they're gonna be like, oh, we'll just make another one of these weird games, or because it's sweary. If he's like, that's just what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't even have to. I intentionally don't think about that because I just try to to just have it be one to one for right from my brain into this weird game. So I hope they don't do that. So in a way, I'm actually kind of not disappointed that they didn't 
you know, that they weren't. It, it would have been make weird. A deadly premonition, because to me that would ask even more questions. Yeah, that people would be like, "What? What was that?" You know, mm-hmm. versus, "Oh yeah, I remember that from the direct." Why is that cool? I'm like, yeah, you haven't heard of the first one. Like, that's a big deal, right? I think the trailer I would have written is the wrong trailer for this. You know, I deadly don't know. premonition I... too. Yeah, that's the wrong way to handle this announcement. I do agree. This, it's a very low key announcement, and that's sort of in tone with the game and, and its entire existence. How many? I wonder what the percentage will be of people going into Deadly Premonition Two. They have no idea what the the first game, the mm-hmm. Swearia, anything you know. Yeah, that just kind of find themselves in it. Like, whoa, what did I get? Worth <laughs> mentioning, they released uh, the Deadly Premonition One as Deadly Premonition Origins that very same day. Uh, just as John said, like Bill Murray trying to redo a joke. I had a really <laughs> good bit about how. <laughs> The VO guy for the Nintendo Direct says today instead of today, yeah. and that's it was a it, it was it was killing. <laughs> brought it was the studio down. It brought the studio down. It was so <laughs> funny, and it was like a really good recurring funny re- running joke. I don't think it's gonna work in in the just you and me version of this podcast. I'm trying to think of new material too, and I I got one. I got okay, it. I got sure. a little bit. Lay I mean, me. this has nothing to do with the Direct. It has nothing to do with uh, Deadly Premonition, but like the Switch, man. This, this like I I, could, I can't believe I'm more excited right now of the games that are available that are coming soon and coming in 2020 to the Switch than the PlayStation 4 or Xbox or PC. Like, that's where I'm at right now. Like, the Switch is, like, the most interesting console to me. Wow. <laughs> just just looking, just to me, you know, just looking ahead, like, Pokemon Sword and Shield, Animal Crossing, like, all the stuff that still has yet to yeah. happen. Even, like, Metroid Prime down the road. And, like, this summer, with like, Mario Maker, Ultimate Alliance. Like, there's just so many. Builders 2, which I know is on other things, but, like, that was the, you know, I, I finished the game. I reached credits on Switch. Uh, wow. You know, it's just having a great summer and, and uh, proud of the Switch. So it's I- weird. it's weird to have this direct and have all these just crazy things come out of it. I experienced this direct via Slack. I did not watch it. Yes. But it was and so it's the things seeing, that we're shouting about. All these things. Oh, my God. You know, yeah. it was like, was that announced or is that just Huber or Ben freaking out about something? Or you know, Yeah. All announcements. Uh, yeah. I mean, worth mentioning is that it's a Switch exclusive at launch, at least. Uh, this game that was never associated with any Nintendo platforms ever. Right. So it's cool. Yeah. And I, yeah, Ultimate Alliance was not a game I played on like Nintendo consoles. But here we are. It's exclusive. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's just weird. Yeah. They're, they're, they're grabbing weird stuff mm-hmm. and and uh you know um as, as we will get into like introducing people to a lot of franchises you know that they might not have other been otherwise been uh interested in yeah and i do i wonder if that's this is just me wondering and it's a, like a, a question that somebody knows is if there's somebody at nintendo who knows about these things who loves deadly premonition who is seeking out the studios rising star studios or if it is just nintendo saying we're completely open come pitch to us I wonder which one it is, you know? Right. I wonder if it's that first one yeah. that they went and they're like, okay, I have this idea for the trailer for Deadly Premonition 2. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he's like, we already cut it. It's fine. And he's like, what? huh? <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's like a detective story, right? And he's like, well, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess, yeah, just run just run it through your regular trailer process. And it totally was. Just and they, <laughs> such a regular Nintendo Direct style, uh, which is charming in its own way. Super, super Kirby Clash. You know what, Johns? We're not going to talk about this. You can do, yeah. You have the freedom to do whatever you want, Kyle. Yes, this is a free-to-play Kirby game where friends can team up together to fight bosses and just grind on the bosses for, for no cost, uh, except for your time. Uh, low interest, low effort uh, from from the games itself. Uh, you know, reused assets and things. Uh, there is like a new boss fight. There's new things in there, but it, sequel to a free-to-play 3DS game. It's like it's just <laughs> not the heart of Kirby to me. Uh, neat that you can level up, I guess. But uh, when's that available? 
today. There you go. <laughs> uh, and uh, I don't know. You know what? I'm not going to praise it. I'm not interested in praising that game. Uh, Rogue Company. So team-based shooter. Uh, High Res Studios is the developer of this, and it was just kind of announced. You saw gameplay, but not gameplay, if that makes sense. In-engine, people moving around and throwing katanas at each other, and, and which is weird. I, I hate it. Nobody's throwing your katana. That's your weapon. Uh, but then just shooting and, I don't know. Uh, everyone seems like a young, fit model in this game. Uh-huh. They don't look like... How do they move? PUBG people to me. They just... They move... <laughs> Like a Nike commercial. They move like people who are 25 years old and in very good shape, and they just they want to kill each other. That's the impression I get from this trailer. Um, High Res Studios, I was looking up a little bit. It's confusing to me. They seem to be behind some really huge games like Smite. Um, and so I don't know if they're the lead developer of that or if they're just co-developer, but I think there is reason to think that this might be a pretty huge game. So here, I'm on their website. They have Smite. They have... Paladins, mm-hmm. and they have Realm Royale. And so those are all huge, huge games. Um, they're co-developed, each of those. Like, none of those is just high-res studios. But, I mean, I guess that reason alone is... is Sorry, I guess that studio is reason alone to be excited about Rogue Company coming to Switch in 2020. But until then, what? I don't know. I don't care about these models shooting each other. Did they try to sell them, like, big names where they were like, this is this character, this is this, or is it just like... Oh, no, it's not at all. It was very much, I think that these are my created characters fighting each uh, other. Ah, okay. Yeah, so it wasn't hero-based, I would say. Yeah, it's very much like a PUBG, um, black shirt, red pants. Um, lastly, the Jones, the grand finale of this Nintendo Direct, and now we have one more thing to announce, cut to black... Or, I mean, there's probably actually their nice Nintendo Direct transitions. Start off with Black. Fade up. Xenoblade Chronicles Remastered. Yeah. Sorry, Definitive Edition. This sounds like the Ask Your Friend Direct. <laughs> you know? Sure. Sounds like they threw a lot of stuff out. You're like, oh, okay. Is there anything? Wow, they ended with that. Weird. Yeah. And then you like turn and your friend's like, mm-hmm. you're like, whoa, what happened? And it's yeah. like, ah, oh, I'm so excited. I'm just like, oh, cool. And just like, you know how you were excited about Deadly Premonition? Like, yeah, it's like, that's Xenoblade for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, why? And yeah, it seems like weird opportunities, even for more stuff that we'll talk about later, that like this my jam is compared to all of this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if there is a weird through line about, you know, or if this is the calendar came up and these were the games that are coming out soon. So we'll talk about them all. I think but it, it does that, seem yeah. to, It does seem to be a weird theme to this direct of like making these little making each of these little crowds, these little clicks in gaming happy, like making making these these like and there might be someone who's into Delhi Premonition, of course, and also into Xenoblade, but um, Ben Moore. Ben Moore is into both, of course. <laughs> yes, of yes. Course. Um yeah, it's important we had him on the podcast talking about it. Um but uh yeah it just it just seems that way where there's a lot of like, huh, I wasn't expecting that. And that's what I'm saying, especially for the Switch, that like so many of these dreams are coming true if it's that important to you. Um that it's just it's just a very exciting system this year. Yeah. But of course, I'm bringing absolutely nothing to the table with Xenoblade because I didn't. I've not played anything in that franchise. It was a 40 minute Nintendo Direct, Jones. I honestly expected a bigger shocker at the end of it. Sure, I, I expected them to like to really like knock it out of the. Did park. they say we have one more announcement? Or yeah. Did, oh well, there. Yeah. And, and really, like it, it is not a complete remastery. Like, uh, if I could explain the character model changes, it is. It's the same character models. The the <laughs> textures seem to be the same ones that are like loaded in they're definitely more high res now and so like they're wearing the same clothes but they look better and the heads are completely changed uh 
Xenoblade Chronicles used to have a style. I would say everyone was like saggy eyed and like saggy mouthed. They all had like saggy painted faces. Um, they just lost that aesthetic completely. Uh, they just, it's much more anime style now, I, I will simply say, uh, in that uh, dirty blonde hair is now yellow blonde hair. <laughs> nice. If that makes sense. If that, that is basically what you should imagine and what is the truth of how these character models changed. Um, that's the remaster. And it's, it's a, a very unique style of remaster, I guess, is that it's just special attention in very specific places. Sometimes I wonder if a placement in a, you know, because Iron Man VR we made fun of back in the day when that was at the beginning of the direct. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if these things are representative of how hard it was to, like, make exist yeah you know i hear you <laughs> yeah. like the people at sony were like no nah, man we, we we paid a lot for that iron man license and that was a big deal and he's you know we, we we did our research he's one of the most popular characters you know in marvel so like be excited for this sorry like mm-hmm. we're, we, you are going to watch this and i wonder if it's like this kind of thing where they're like this is a we thought you wouldn't have expected this at all right you know we thought that even fans of this franchise would be like they're never gonna you know, it's just kind of lost. And Mother Three. It's Why are you not, talking you about know. Deadly Premonition Two so much? Yeah, <laughs> we have this remaster. Yeah. yeah, it feels like I totally get that. Actually, yeah, because it kind of reminds me just of Eight. I think a lot of Final Fantasy Eight fans were like, "You're kidding," mm-hmm. you know, and they're so excited now. Uh, they're playing it today, today. and. Uh, and so, yeah, I wonder if it's that kind of thing where it's like it's a coup, not for the reasons why you would think when you're watching a trailer. But yes. like for all the other reasons outside of it, oh, it's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it is interesting. I can, I, I can maybe not defend it, but I can understand why that would be the last thing. Okay. Um, if hey. I can blow the mind of that one guy in the room, then that's enough for me. If he, your mind was blown, he'll by tell all his means. friends. You know what we didn't talk about in our first run through of the podcast was Terry Bogard coming to Smash Bros. And Smash Which Bros. Which again, there's there's there are people at this table that would be the right person for this. And oh, you're not into Terry Bogard. I had to Google Terry Bogard. Wow, Terry but Bogard I don't think it's sounds like a, someone's friend. You know, it doesn't say. Oh, it's Terry weird. Bogard. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like oh yeah, it's like oh is he is he a director or something? I'm like no, he's a fine. Just yeah. I don't know. It doesn't when he, when you would, like, hello, I'm Terry Bogard, and when I like look up the image, like oh him, right? Yes. Like I recognized him immediately. I even knew like the franchise he was from. I just wasn't like I know I should know that guy. Mm-hmm. But so it's interesting, Jones. I don't. Uh, it's a bummer you haven't seen that trailer because it's another very good Smash trailer. And I'm always excited, at being bad at fighting games, bad at Smash. Yeah. Not having a frame of reference on a lot of the characters that come to Smash. Always feels great when a fighting character comes to Smash. When Ryu came to Smash, it was like, oh yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. exciting. Um, especially when you try, like, I know you're like a Tekken fan and like, so there, there is weird synergy where like a character from one fighting game goes to the other and you're like, how's that going to work? Like what of their moves are they going to retain? How's it going to control? What button inputs are going to work? Um, so I'm sure it like brings up all those questions. Yeah. So what's weird about Ryu and Smash Jones is that you can do the Street Fighter emotions. You can do a quarter circle yeah. fireball and he'll actually throw out a stronger fireball than if you just did side B. And so uh, it's there's reason to believe that they'll do the same thing with Terry. Sakurai loves uh, King of Fighters, uh, and so I'm 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 thinking this game will probably implement him the same way as they do Ryu uh, and Ken. And also, like I think that's a big reason why he's there. It is not the shocker that Banjo Kazooie is, and Sakurai doesn't care. He cares about making this game that pays tribute to all these other game worlds and things. And so to him to have this. Smash Ultimate sells so well. It clearly takes pride in that from the video he made afterward. Uh, to to be able to give a nod to this franchise that yeah. he loves so much, this character that he loves so much, to me is so cool. That's a no King of Fighters. I mean, he's the he's the like the poster child, right? Yes. Like he's, yeah. Yes. So this is the first time this 
this fighting series is being represented in Smash, mm-hmm. that's a humongous deal. Yes. Even for me, who will yeah. not play, main this character, mm-hmm. who not, I couldn't tell you the next time I'm going to play Super Smash Brothers on Switch, but like, yeah. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just so exciting um, that, that they can still bring in the franchises. Yeah. It's pretty nuts how many are crammed in there. Uh, trailer's great, though, Jones, because it's it's the envelope, which is now like they have their own iconography, right? You know what that envelope means the, with the little red stamp on it. Uh it is a bunch of SNK characters, like there's 16-bit versions of themselves, reaching for it and missing oh. it. And so it's just all these characters from these fighting games just like, oh, no, come on! <laughs> and just like that version of themselves, like falling off of uh, roofs and things like that, <laughs> trying to get it. And it's Terry, the one who picks it up. Uh, great trailer. Sorry, back to that. That to me, like, Sakurai just knows how to make an announcement. He really does. Yes. And like that is the thing that gets talked about. People talk about Sans and Banjo today. Uh, like without Smash Bros, I think the direct would have hurt, would have, wouldn't have been as fun. Uh, and so, yeah, I think that just look at how that guy does it. But also, another thing you, oh, ask your friend. <laughs> another yes. thing you potentially. Well, with Terry Bogart. The one yes. guy in the back. Ah! <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I admit, he's not a very popular character. They got Phil with Terry. In the U.S. They finally got him. He wasn't interested in this direct until mm-hmm. now, but they got him. They got him with Terry. Uh, Earlier today, there was this device that was advertised by Nintendo that is like a it's like a Switch Fitness thing. It's like a, it's like um. Do you ever do resistance training? I mean, you work out, Jones. Yes. Do you, so you have the big rubber bands. Um, I use bands more for stretching, but I, I did okay. I, I did have the the like one of the original Bowflexes. Oh wow! I got a Bowflex and then like regretted it almost immediately because it's just like mm. <laughs> like I mean if you want to like work out from home that's great, but it's yes. just like it's always better to go to a gym. There's a lot more options and a lot more stuff. They're updating their equipment, so it's like no, no. two years after the Bowflex, you're like it's already outdated. But you could just stuff your Joy Cons into this resistance training disc <laughs> right, loop. I guess I would call it a resistance training loop. It's like a steering wheel sized, and they use it, it like a steering wheel. What? trailer what i find funny about this because ian did slip it in we recorded this earlier so i got to see like a little bit from the trailer it's funny when like the the wii music guy Mm -hmm. the guy with the 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 wiimotes and the hair and everything and he's like rattling off dumb the guy the one guy from this trailer who had this weird little band thing like Mm -hmm. (laughs) fun dumb yes fun yeah (laughs) that that's a that's a gray area it's Mm -hmm. a really thin line yeah (laughs) Yeah. It did look. It showed a bunch of families and friends having fun time working out with each yeah. other. It was a bizarre trailer. Uh, some stuff they're doing, like just squats and like lifting their legs over their heads, like looks like it is going to be exhausting. Um, the, they have more details next week. Uh, this was just kind of the reveal. They didn't show the screens ever. We never actually see what the game itself is. But Jones, I think this is going to be a hit. I think it's going to work. Yeah, where are we at with with like Labo in terms of sales at this point? Like, was that did that? Do well? It didn't blow up. Okay. It didn't blow up, but I think it did well enough for them to keep doing it. Yeah. Maybe. It's just fun. I wonder if we've seen the last of Labo. That's weird. There is just there is a weird charm to Nintendo when they do weird stuff. Yeah. You're like, wow, someone was like working on this. Mm-hmm. It was someone's job to go to Nintendo and walk in the office and work on this. I mean, many people's jobs. And nobody talked about it. No one saw it. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if the Switch didn't have detachable Joy-Cons, this stupid product could not exist. Right. Because the other Joy-Con you just strap to your thigh. Your upper thigh, you just there's a strap, and you just insert the other Joy-Con in there. It's so weird. It's also weird with Nintendo Tech because I wonder if this was clearly where they saw the market going. This was clearly what they thought would be most responsible to do with Switch Tech for their investors. Or they just couldn't stop building this thing. Yeah. Like, I wonder. I wonder how, like, how, what are the different degrees, percentages of, like, the reasons why these things happen? It's, I mean, during the investor meetings, during the Iwata times, he would bring up so often this quality of life initiative. 
Yeah. And they would talk to investors about it as just like, Nintendo's going to make money through quality of life. We can't explain it yet. It's going to happen. And I wonder if this is still like the fruits of that labor. I don't even know. It's hard to say, and if we'll ever know. So you got the circle thing. Yes. And then you also said earlier that it's got to attach to your leg. Yeah. Is there a thing for that? There's like a little band or something. Yeah. So there's two bands. Two Joy-Cons, two bands. garter. You got your garter, and yeah, Yeah. you got the the disc. Sexy. The ring. Honestly, a little sexy. Uh, Plants vs. Zombies, Battle for Neighborville, I want to talk about a lot. Uh, so what, what you're missing now, that hmm. sound that you can still kind of hear echoing in this room, is Michael Huber flipping out Yeah, about who knew? This game. I, I kind of knew he liked it, but I didn't know he likes it this much. It was, it was His reaction was the thing I was waiting for. I was like, what's Huber going to do? And then he freaked out. I was like, oh, there, it is. there we are. Yes. That's, that's where we are with this game. Yeah. They, you know, they did the right things to get him into Garden Warfare one and two, and they, which is funny because I actually was very much in the first Garden Warfare, and uh, he was like surprised how much he kept going on and on about Garden Warfare two. I played it; it was fun. I went to a preview event and I didn't actually played it when it launched, but um, he called it his pre yeah, Fortnite, 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 Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about it before Gamescom, and we assumed this would be announced at Gamescom. Apparently, it was still shown behind closed doors at Gamescom. They waited till Wednesday to not only announce this game officially, but to release it. Uh, it was, or is, you can play this right now, $30 is, is the, uh, what? Are they, I don't think they call it Founders, Early Access. So you're paying for $30 Early Access to uh, Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville, which is effectively Garden Warfare 3. Yes. It is basically, they're adding on to it, they're taking characters and classes that were it was into, uh, and basically the game design. But, and in the year Modern Warfare is coming back, yeah. probably smart to drop the Garden Warfare. I wonder drop if they already it. make that decision, and then we're like, woo. Yeah. <laughs> How'd that, well, that worked out in a fun way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It was kind of a cool joke the first time, and like a weak joke the second time. It's like, you can just call it Plants vs. Zombies. I think, Jones, this is what Plants vs. Zombies is now. Do you know what I mean? I don't think it is the the turn-based, not, sorry, not turn-based, but the tower defense game. Yeah. Like, that's not Plants vs. Zombies anymore. This is what Plants vs. Zombies is now. Which is interesting because that game is, uh, Plants vs. Zombies 2 is, is going and being updated regularly and making a lot of money. What? Of course. Two? Oh, yeah. And you know, it's funny, Kyle. This, this is like the world of mobile because it's interesting. Only I, I always have a lot of games on my mobile phone. Yeah. Oh, I steered this toward mobile. Yes, I did. Please. Uh, and it's funny to, to move past games like Brave Exvius and stuff. Like, just like yeah. games that I downloaded and played for a little bit that I don't feel like de- deleting. Maybe I'll get back to them someday. And then it's like they get the Christmas update. So the Sprite like has a little Santa hat on now. And I'm like, ah, cool. Like I updated the app, but I'm not playing it. Mm-hmm. And that little zombie on that thing changes every month. Like, like no problem. Like, that is crazy to Just me. weird stuff. Just like, ah, you pinata week. You know, I'm just like, they go insane. Huh. <laughs> and that was the whole, you know, th- difference between PVZ1 and PVZ2. PVZ1 didn't have any of that. Right. And PVZ2 is like, that is the model. And so it's interesting that that's what started everything. And they did PVZ2 and then Guard Warfare 1, Guard Warfare 2, Guard Warfare 3. Yeah. <laughs> and like PVZ2 is still like, we came out a couple what? years ago, way after the first PVZ happened. And we are because PVZ also the first one was on Xbox 360 and you know like mobile and tablets and it like went all over the place and PVZ two is like nope we're I, fine not I, coming to console. I was shocked Don't by how uninformed my own opinion was on this. Well, how much of, of you know the value the the conversation was way better the first time around. Me me bringing these this mobile news. No, to the I love this the man. I didn't know of this dude. podcast. It's so, not improving it. In any I way. thought Garden Warfare is like the future of Plants vs Zombies. I didn't know this thing was still surviving. But certainly yeah, going to get more headlines. 
I do want to give uh, listeners more details about it. So, plan- Battle for Neighborville, PC, PS4, Xbox One, it's at that level. Uh, it is... Uh, uh, basically, the way they're doing early access is not like you just play this as it is now, and then like when it comes out, it comes out. They've promised they have a, an outline and a release date for this. So every week up until October 18th, they're adding a new game mode or a new area or a new event to the game. So all of these six weeks, you have a new thing to look forward to in each of these six weeks until the final game comes out uh, on the 18th, and it will be 40 U.S. dollars. Weird to think what this will do for people on the fence. Or people like, I think you're going to buy this or you're not. It's I, I wouldn't see me not being into it then three weeks later. Like, well, okay. Mm-hmm. That's a nice sweater. I'll get it. What are they going to add you know, in these six weeks that's going to turn heads? It's actually, they just want to, they don't want to overwhelm themselves uh, with balance. So they are lo- looking at all of these weeks and the game's balance and the way it's running and the way that people are having fun and playing and adding things according to that. And so I think that's actually pretty cool. Uh, to me, it's weird that, I don't know, the $30 launch doesn't seem that much lower stakes than the $40 launch. Right. So it's just like, oh, no, it's okay. It's just the $30 launch. And then the people who have $40 come in is like, the game's perfect for you, $40 people, the $10 difference. Um, but I do think it speaks to, wisely, uh, a long-term game design, a long-term goal. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I mean, let's think about uh, uh, Anthem. What yeah, if, that's a game. What if, what if <laughs> Anthem launched like this? What if Anthem was $40 and said, okay, we're just going to add something every couple of weeks? And then when it's $60, it's going to be complete. Uh, I mean, it's Bioware. That would never would have yeah. hold, held water. I guess not. Yeah, been yeah, like, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, no. What's happening to Bioware? What does this mean for Dragon Age? Like, that would have been. You know what? You're totally right. Or it's like PopCap. You're like, no, oh, PopCap. You're crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Plants vs. Zombies. So weird. I think but go is, for it though. Go it, nuts. Yeah. It is strange thinking of it as like it's like we're going to be trying things out, but we know it's going to be six weeks. Yeah. Like that. Those things don't add, add up for me. It yeah. What like, it, I wonder if it won't hit. So it seems yeah. most. It seems way more like a weird sales pitch than like we're actually going to be like fixing this or changing stuff or balancing. Because mm-hmm. it's like, what if it's not balanced after six weeks? How do you know you're going to be done by that point? It's so weird. So the trailer that launched was not the trailer that leaked, and the trailer that launched was very informative. Hmm. And it said, here's the modes. Here's this. It didn't actually talk about what's going to come week by week by week with the early access. It's like, early access available today. Today. Um, uh, But the trailer that leaked was probably the trailer that they're going to do for October, the the launch trailer, the $40 version, because that was like the highly produced, like funny, like like rock and roll, just like. And so it's so, I honestly believe, Jones, that their intent is true, that they just want to perfect the game over these six weeks. I don't think they're trying to sell us too hard on the $30 version of the game. Hmm. It's weird. It's also the kind of thing <laughs> I, I I don't hear a lot. I don't hear a lot about Garden Warfare 2 anyway, but like, is that the kind of game where people would get like rage quit over balance? I don't know. Yeah. You know, something, you. something yeah. hokey like that. Like, um, not disregard anyone that if that's like your jam, like your mm-hmm. main game, like I was a lot of fun. I played it. I love the, love the characters, love the art. And PVC is one of my favorite franchises ever. But, uh, Weird. Uh, if one character is overpowered, that can ruin any game of any seriousness. You know, if everybody's showing up as this sure. one character class, yes. like that could ruin any game. So I could see, I could see where the thing. Uh, last thing I should say about the game is that uh, the in-game store will not be present until even after October eighteenth. 
after the game releases. They're like, we'll monetize this eventually. We haven't figured that out yet, and we're saving that for last is basically what they've said. Which in uh, the way that we, I mean, we talked about, uh, what was it, Crash Bandicoot most recently, but we talk about this all the right. time. Games adding microtransactions later. It's nice to see some honesty. Of Being just, upfront about it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And just say, it's coming, but uh, wait, wait, wait. Do you hear that, Sean? Sounds like it's podcast halftime. The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of September. Beaten Down Brian. Our gifted sponsor is SOS Children's Villages. Children are at the heart of everything SOS Children's Villages does, regardless of where they are in the world. SOS Children's Villages is the largest non-governmental organization dedicated to the long-term care of orphaned and abandoned children across the globe. For more information and to donate, the link is in the description. Car Keys Express. If you need a replacement car key or a remote, check out carkeysexpress.com slash store. Use the coupon code EZA at checkout for free shipping and 10% off of your order. They are proud sponsors of Easy Allies. El Thanis. Hogue Law, business law firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side, or at least that good business lawyer's YouTube and podcast series, Virtual Legality. This week in Virtual Legality, Hogue discusses YouTube's FTC settlement and changes to its child-directed features, what Telltale's revival means legally, Epic Game Store commissions, the TSA, post-mortem thoughts on remedies control, and more. Check it all out at youtube.com slash H-O-E-G law or on your favorite podcast service. And our mega sponsor, ViewSonic. It goes without saying that gaming relies on fast reaction times. And if you're finding yourself on the losing end of those nail-biting standoffs, the problem might not be your performance, it might be your monitors. With ViewSonic Elite's expansive line of gaming monitors, users are delivered the performance modern gaming requires. Take the 24-inch XG240R. With its blazing fast 144Hz refresh rate and one millisecond response time, you'll experience the hyper-responsiveness of eSports pros. And with the XG240R's fully customizable RGB backlighting, users can sync to partnered hardware to illuminate their gaming atmosphere. Learn more about ViewSonic Elite by visiting ViewSonic.com Elite. And for giveaways and updates, follow at ViewSonicGaming on social media. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. I was just thinking a funny tweet at ViewSonic Gaming would be, it's me. <laughs> dot, 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 dot. Like, I got the monitor. It, it's me. I, th- I thought it was my response time for the monitor, but I got your new monitor and don't tweet that at them. I'm still bad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tweet that at them. It would be a funny tweet. I'm going to say a good tweet. Wouldn't oh, recommend okay. it, but sure. It would be funny. Uh, I disagree. I bet it's because it's probably me. It's me. Uh, Jones, the Nintendo Direct had more things. Mm-hmm. So, a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about that Super Nintendo controller that Nintendo registered with the FCC. Uh, if you're going to use wireless technology, the FCC has to say yes or no to it. Uh, this is because back in the day, there was only so much bandwidth for radio waves to travel through into the sky, which is actually still true. So the United States government had to set up an organization to uh, basically uh, make sure that uh, if you are on the radio, you're doing something good with it. This is like the beginning of the A-team. Really? You know? Yeah. No. This is like, this is like you're explaining them. like. 
then they created this crew. Oh, and yes. this crew does this. The FCC. If <laughs> yeah. If you have a problem and you can find them, maybe you can hire the I, FCC. I don't know what happened with the FCC. <laughs> they just gained power over the years. And now, like, Nintendo has to have their permission to develop a product. But anyway, to sell a product. Um, so we knew that this was coming. We knew Super Nintendo games were eventually coming to the Nintendo Switch online service. And they're even, available Even today. before, really, this... That thing got patented. I mean, like, it was most likely. We knew it was coming. It yes, makes sense. It was inevitable. Yeah. Uh, I guess even though it's inevitable, it's fun when it's just, it's the way to do it. And it makes me wonder, Kyle, in my lifetime, how many times I'm going to have to rank the significance on a list of Super Nintendo games. Yes. <laughs> it seems like, how many times have we done this? <laughs> like, because know, we did when the Super Nintendo Classic, Classic then, came yeah. out. Yeah, but yeah. even just virtual console, like, it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting how we keep like, what about these 20? Yes. <laughs> like, oh, well, okay. I gotta say, I think this is... Because I love the Super Nintendo so much. Yeah. I'll, I, I'll do it. <laughs> it's a little bit more exciting than the SNES Classic. Uh, Curveballs, for sure. Yes. I knew all of those games. Mm-hmm. Even like Star Fox 2, which, you know... Yep. Which was exist. extremely exciting. I knew of it, but... It had Final Fantasy VI on it, which I think still makes it a better list than any of the ones that... It's still a better yeah, list. Yeah, I think than this the SNES Classic list is, is better than this. This one's just a little more interesting, a little ones. more quirky. Especially if there's one. Then yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's just, you know what? We're going to play our classic game. Holds up or hold up. And I'll try to remember Ben and Huber's responses to this. That's not necessary. This is a podcast about you now. I'll try. I like them. That's part of me. Oh, okay. I enjoyed their enthusiasm for this, especially sure. because there's a couple of these I. So we have, yeah, uh, 20 games that are available today to people who uh, subscribe to the Nintendo online service, which is, again, 20 U.S. dollars a year. Man, remember when we were just trashing on it? It's like, it doesn't seem worth it, and now I'm excited to have that service. I'm Mm -hmm. excited to pay for it because I can play these games. Brawl Brothers. We don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's a brawler. Ben doesn't know. It's a 2 brawler. And honestly, this is one that I would pick up because brawlers are so easy to just hop into. Beat-em-ups. It's a beat-em-up. And so, yeah. yeah. Huber ate his words. Honestly, I almost got that at Game Dude. Oh. Yeah. It's like looking at Brawl Brothers. They're like, man, yeah, I love SNES. It's good. Interesting. It's Brothers, um, not Bros. Brawl Bros is. Taken. Is it? No. <laughs> is they call Brawl Bros. No. Uh, Breath of Fire. We don't know. It might be good. It's like Final Fantasy 1. You know, it's there. It's nice. Like, <laughs> you know, it's Fantasy I, Star 1. It exists. I mean, in, in something like this, if mm-hmm. with a list like this, I, it's, it's strange because you're like, oh, it's a, it's a brawler. It's so easy to jump into. Yeah. A, just an RPG that's just there. Yeah. Like, oh, I've, that, I've, in a franchise I've never played. Like, I think of a lot of the things on this list, I'm very curious to actually to just really? pop in. Because I got it. Yeah. It's, it's, on, it's available on my Switch right now. So I played Breath of Fire 4 recently, a PS1 game. I remember that. Very for some good. four, I, four I think it doesn't have like families and generations and something. There's like systems in Breath of Fire that no one else was even trying. Kind of like how Sweet Coden has like a hundred characters. There's like something about Breath of Fire that's known for, and I can't remember what that is. The game that I played had nothing particularly unique except for the art style. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but know. hey, it could be other stuff. Uh, Demon's Crest. There is a game where you play as one person and then his son and then his son and then his son and then his son. And uh, I want to say that's Breath of Fire, but I might be. Man, I wonder. Totally wrong. It's, there's got to be. I got to believe that exists. Maybe I think. Uh, you mean like, throughout the franchise? Or yeah, th- what's well, weird? Because Breath of Fire One is a Super Nintendo game. Yeah, there was some RPG that was like one of the last RPGs to be released on the NES, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of one of those things where people are like, "Oh, it's amazing! It's amazing!" 
I might be thinking of the SNES. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that correction. Curious what. I can't and, wait and to it see is, what this it's is. It's not just a standalone thing. It's like a part of a franchise that is, again, huh. one of the many RPG franchises I know. Next yeah, to Breath of about. Fire, I think, is of that caliber. It's not, you know, it's not Chrono Trigger. It's not Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest. It's that really cool, like, it had at least five games kind of RPG franchises. Yeah. That's, you know what? It's cool that it's there. And not around anymore, right? They're not. Uh, it didn't make shoot. the jump to 3D. They had a numbered sequel. It did make a jump to 3D. And then they had a numbered sequel that was a mobile game okay. recently, with like in the last five years. Huh. And that, I think, is probably the death of Breath of Fire. Gotta check it out. Uh, Demon's Crest. I know what that is now. Yes. <laughs> I did know what it was, but from the name. How cool, by the way. Think of how cool this idea was. Let's take that monster from Ghosts and Goblins. Right. And make a whole game about them. Which makes you wonder after how many just crazy billions of Mario games we've got. We never got like a day of to be a Goomba. I would love you know, to like, play a day to be a Goomba. Like Goomba goes to school. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. just like... And Demon's Crest has like... Koopa skipping. It's not <laughs> cute in its portrayal. Like Demon's Crest takes itself seriously in a way that... And I mean, I've not played this. I'm looking forward to playing this yeah. one. It is uh, like dark. <laughs> You know, dark and it's not as like silly as Ghosting. There's no guy with his underwear out in this game. It does have kind of kid Dracula vibes. We're like, it's a playful, but it's still gothic, still very right and fun. Uh, because like I hate that guy. That guy sucks. And and, ghouls and ghouls. no, the, the the demon, the guy oh, you play as Firebrand, brutal. Yeah, uh, he kind of reminds me of the sun in uh, in uh, Super Mario Brothers Three. Yeah, just like, get out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or he just yeah, this, the way he moves. Weird. He's very like, like Medusa heads. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You're never quite sure where he's gonna go. Yeah. So it's fun to just you know be him and yeah, be a ripping and tearing. Never had, did it though. I had Gargoyles Quest on Game Boy. Oh. Another game where you're, it's the same canon basically. Huh. But yeah, so I'm really, I have, man, pretty Bruce. excited about that. Uh, F Zero, yes. that, that was a big skip. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm going to say yes. Man, F, you know what? You, like, Forever F, talking about F Zero. Like Game Boy Advance, I think, is like the first Super Nintendo like remasters, re releases, I guess. Mm-hmm. And F Zero's been there the whole way that, that we've had Super Nintendo re releases. When I played F Zero on Super Nintendo, difficulty for me was either like all in or all out. You mm-hmm. know, like, and, and uh, I remember F Zero was one of those like r- rare games where like I could play 80% of it. And then yeah. at the very end, it was like, damn. Yeah, yeah. This is real hard. Looks cool still. Honestly, it still looks cool. I don't oh, want to play this game, but I just I do love how it looks. But just controls, really, with the music. So good. Yeah. Such an interesting visual game. Kind of one of those Super Nintendo games that was like, wasn't, it really felt like it was like compromised visually. It wasn't weird. Even like the Super Nintendo games, it's some fun mode seven things, but like they, there were like levels where you were platforming, levels where you were driving things, you know, and this was just so consistently beautiful, runs really well. Yeah. Um, and just always shows up. Whenever whenever Super Nintendo shows up somewhere. Yeah. F-Zero's yeah, there. F-Zero's in its briefcase. I'll let you have this one if we can cut Super Mario Kart later. Oh, you we want to skip Kart? Okay. Yeah, so we'll skip Kart later because I'm letting you I think have Kart F-Zero. Is, I think F-Zero is more impressive in okay. 2019 than Kart, for Great. sure. All right, then we have a deal here. Definitely uh, not the best in the series. Joe and Mac 2, Lost in the Tropics. You know, you said Joe and Mac 2 lost in the tropics earlier, and I just... Yeah. I'm, 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 it's the one with... Now you say Joe and Mac, and I'm like, oh, Joe and Mac. Wait, you remember them now? The cavemen? Yes, I oh, do. okay. I do. This, to me, like, I won't beat this, but I'm willing to hop in and bonk some cavemen, some uh, dinosaurs, I mean. Yeah. As, as cavemen? Sure, let's do it. But like, You said bonk in this episode and the old episode, and I think and I know why it, you're saying bonk. Because bonk is also a caveman platformer. <laughs> yes. But no, I think I use bonk enough as a, as a verb. When's bonk coming to Smash? It's Bonk would be such a good Smash character. I don't think Sakurai loves him, though. 
We'd have to ask, but I don't think Sakurai has any love for Bonk. Kirby's no. Dream Course, pff, come on. Uh, Kirby's Dreamland 3 is a weird game. It's a beautiful game. Stylistically, just like it's everything moves as if somebody has illustrated this in a way, you know. Um, music is all like ethereal. Um, just not a very fun game. Not a very fun game to play. I downloaded this game. I gave it a shot. I love Kirby games. I can't beat this. Cool. It's got some cool nods, but hey, worth an, another game. It's like, hey, let's play the first few levels. You're going to have a great time. I don't think you're going to beat it, but you're going to have a really nice time. Hey, if you're paying $20 a year for this, why not just hop in? Why not just give this a shot? I love it for that. Pilot Wings. <sighs> this I don't get. I don't get this. I don't get this. It, Pilot Wings is so hard to me. Uh, and like, really? Yes. Like, it's just so intricate. It's so easy to fall off course of, like, where you're trying to land, you know? Um, I mean, this was, dude, this is one of the first open world games I ever played. If you really Excuse think about me, it. Excuse me, I'm trying to think. Well, how is this open world? Because in each of these areas, you get a map that you can freely explore. When you were in the jetpack, I would just fly around, man. I would just fly around. I would fail the challenge because I would just... Just fly, yeah. That's why you can't call it open world is because it is a challenge with a very particular goal every right. time. But just the oh man, going up in the uh, you know parachuting, seeing the, the world coming at you like, and one of the big things and why I'm ex- still excited about it because you're like there's so many other games you can play that have done what you just said like so much better. To me, it's it's so replayable because it's you can actually go through the challenge. The very last helicopter mission's like brutally hard. Like it just suddenly like yeah. gets this you know, and you're like so high up, and these things are like flying at you. You're like, is that gonna hit me? Ah! And then you like spend 15 minutes to try to get through this helicopter mission, and then you crash, and then you know, like do the whole thing all over again. But it's just one of those games, and I don't know if you have something like this, even something on this list, where it's so the beginning of it's calling me. And it's just so fun to jump in. And then once you're in, it's like, oh, well, okay. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll do the next one. Mm-hmm. And hang gliding's tricky. Lance, I think, is your, your chapter three guy. And that hang gliding test, Lance, I don't know. You know what? All, all these games are so much Landing more doable, though, stuff. with, like, rewind 15 seconds. Let me, you know what? Let me take a second chance of that. Sure. I actually, you know what? Like, having a rewind feature changes a lot of these games for me. Um, Star Fox, eh. It's good. It's good. Stunt Race FX. Which is a lot slower, right? If you if, if 64 was the only Star Fox game you played and then you go into this, you're like, ooh, yeah. you know, that frame rate's going to dip. It does. It, I don't think it ever <laughs> rises. I think it's just a consistently <laughs> awful frame rate. Um, Stunt Race FX is this cool racing game that has never been re-released. We talk about, like, oh, this game again, this game again. Stunt Race FX has never been off of a Super Nintendo. So that's just exciting on its own. And something, you, you, it seems like you need that now. That's like the little cocktail. Mm-hmm. That's like your little fancy straw in your drink when you're done. It's mm-hmm. like, and something you've never seen before. Jones, how is this podcast going slower than when we had two extra people? <laughs> How is that? Even I can't even tell. How I are we doing tell. this? Yeah. The fact that you can tell that is impressive. Uh, Super EDF Earth Defense Force. We actually don't even know what this game is like. Not what you're thinking. Yes, it's not the Earth Defense Force of the Earth Defense Force bug shooting game. Uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. We know you love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no game has made me angrier than this game. Yes. Uh, very, very hard to beat. And by beat, meaning you got to go back to the beginning. They require you to New game pick plus up it, right? a very crappy weapon yeah. during that playthrough at some point. And if you like get to the end and you're like, I'm ready to fight the final boss, you be like, wait, you don't have that crappy item. Go back. And you're like, okay. And then you replay the last level to get it somewhere. It like drops too. So you have to like 
it's have a it drop from some I think. Oh man! And then you're like, oh, I got it. Okay, now I can fight this very last boss with this crappy, crappy weapon. Jones, I love that you have this one game that you're so bitter about. I've seen the ending, thanks to Game Genie, but <laughs> I've never, I didn't come come close to beating it, man. I get so frustrated. Super Mario Kart, we're cutting because F Zero is superior. Super Mario World and Super Mario World Two, Yoshi's Island. You kind of had to have them. I don't think you could launch yeah. the service without those, at least oh, without sure. Wario World. I think like Worlds. a Super Nintendo owner. It's interesting yeah. that I've played World 1 so many times and Yoshi's Island never. No. Uh, I can't recommend it. Uh, Super Metroid, one of the greats. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Poyo Poyo 2. Probably holds up. Ian, big fan of Poyo Poyo. Yeah, the, the foundation is there. Super Son- Soccer and Super Tennis never played, but you were praising Super Tennis. Super Tennis, yeah. Um, I just had. I don't know why Tennis of all things I was into. I think it might have just been, I think it was a launch game. I think I might have just been like all of it, everyone, like, you know, like all the launch games. Yeah. I think it was just there. So I think for a while I was like super into Super Tennis because I had like beat Mario World, you know, several times. Yeah, you need like... that, that follow up game for sure. Uh, and of course, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Got to have that one too. Which I'll play one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> That's Super Metro and Link to the Past. Never finished. Played them both, but never like done the full playthrough. Hmm. I mean, obviously, I'm going to suggest Super Metroid of those two. Not questioning the quality of either of those yeah, games. I know they greats, are one yeah. of the greats. Um, all right. And then really quickly, Jones, let's play Welcome to Port Center. Now, the biggest part of this Nintendo Direct was announcing ports. You know, just like, hey, this game is coming to the Switch, and they get a lot of mileage out of that somehow. Uh, it, it, it's. I feel bad because I know Switch, Switch is in a position to do this, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be so excited even if I'm not into that game every time they do it because yeah. it's like there's just so many games you you find about somebody coming to Switch. It's like, oh, that's such a perfect game. Even yes. stuff, um, even some of these which are like don't really look that great, still like oh to, to have that game be portable is a weird sell in a way. But it's such a cheap, easy thing to do. Like yes. Nintendo's just going around and being like, hey, this came out two two generations ago. Here it is again. And you're yeah. like, oh, I'm going to buy it because it's portable. Like we talked about Overwatch, which they led with actually. We talked yeah. about Overwatch last week when it leaked. And it's like, okay, all right. You know, It's a mean? very particular taste. You yes. have to not care about your performance. You, you can't be, you're not going to, you, Overwatch and Switch and esports don't belong in the same conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but I also, Jones, I wonder like, and it's why I don't most of the time include remasters or ports on this podcast. It's like, is that really newsworthy? You know, and I guess that's basically the point of this segment right. where we say booyah or let's let it sail, I think, with, with the second one was. Sure. Uh, is like, is this thing actually, because sometimes a port, a, a even a simple port is newsworthy. Like we just talked about Deadly Premonition uh, Origins. That's newsworthy. Booyah. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that's a booyah. Never... Sports Center is the pun. Port Center. Uh, that's why we say booyah. Just if you're like not keeping track of the weird paths that we're taking here, uh, um, it's never appeared on any Nintendo platforms. It's totally a weird uh, cult classic that doesn't have a lot of heat on it right now. And it's so, not like a performance based game. It's yeah. not like something you're like, ooh, this doesn't look as good. Yeah. So yeah, way cool that they did that. Assassin's Creed Rebel Collection, December sixth. Never about- a bad time to play uh, four. I'm curious. I thought it's three. Assassin's Creed games and Switch don't tend to Black Flag. get along well. Black Flag is three, right? Four. Oh, Three's, okay. Three is uh, Boston, man. Three is like infamously hated. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people have problems with three. Well, that was okay. Got Four it. is dynamite. So dynamite, it, dynamite. It's that one and Rogue. Yes. And Rogue was the one that came out on uh, 360 yeah. and PS3. So did Black Flag. Uh, Black Flag came out and then Rogue came later and Rogue was married with you rogue and black flag weren't uh bedfellows i don't think 
Because I remember was, Rogue's uh, big deal was that it was last gen. The where, British one, where there's Evie. Uh, oh, uh, Unity? No, it was France. Oh, so it was Unity. So it might have been France. Then. Okay. It was Unity. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, because Black Flag was my first Xbox One game. I got mm. that on Xbox One. Oh. I just started playing it, and then it was like, oh, it's on Xbox One too. And I'm like, well, what am I doing? Yeah. Playing this on 360. To me, like, it's, I would never cover it on the podcast otherwise, outside of this stupid game. Like, okay, another old yeah. Assassin's Creed game going to switch. Okay. It's one of the best, though. Okay. Maybe, if not the best. Uh, Overwatch, October 15th. Yep. Okay. Great. Uh, <laughs> Divinity Original Sin 2 today. Uh, looks blurry. Looks, it, to me, the trailer looked gross. But then Hebrew blew our minds. Blew our minds here. Cross save. Yeah. Take your, your Steam save file and put it on your Switch and continue from there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And just to have that compatibility is also kind of neat. The idea that it's obviously it looks blurry on the Switch because it's the exact same game. So that's pretty nuts. Sure. That's pretty, pretty crazy. Um, Doom 64, November 22nd. We made it, Jones. Huber broke the our office with, this is with, where, with, with his excitement level for Doom 64. But was like, Doom 64! And all yes. the lights, like, and we were like, whoa, Ian likes Doom 64. Yes. No, no. It had a huge booyah, and the then it turns out the power out. the power went out right there. Yeah. Are you ready to hand it over to the rest of the podcast? I am ready to hand it over. Yes. Kyle, I'm proud of you for, for picking this back up. It was hard to do with enthusiasm, podcast. right? It's much easier yes. to just be here and be like, yeah, yeah cool. What's the next thing you're going to say, yeah. Kyle? We did so. it. We brought that enthusiasm. Apologies for the technical snafu. What ju- what ha- what happened during no, this podcast? I've never seen before in the studio. I'm okay with us apologizing. Otherwise, when your power goes out, that's, you can't you can't help it. That just happens. Just, yeah, Everywhere, you didn't know it was going to happen. And you, you didn't know you it was tune happening. in. You want the good podcasts. And here Huber it is. and Ben were so jolly. Here Here's, they come. Here they come. <laughs> so Doom sixty four is its own unique game. Yes, it's its own thing. Uh, ben, you were telling me earlier that like Midway developed it, right? Yeah, it wasn't I believe even I believe it was Midway. Yeah, yeah. And we were talking about it. Uh, Today, earlier today, yeah. we're like, oh yeah, we remember that game being yeah. very dark. Very dark. My yeah. memories of yeah. playing as a kid were that it was so pitch black <laughs> dark. Progression was so tough as a kid. Uh, then went back years later, played it, obviously got really, really far. I don't think I ever really beat it. But just remember the atmosphere, the music. It huh. was just, it it's, it's its own unique, weird thing. Like It just feels different from Doom, but it also still feels like Doom. Um, it's, it's just, it's one of those cool, like time capsule games, you know, where it's just really awesome that it's coming now and we get to like re-experience it and replay it. And their take on the Doom enemies look substantially different, I feel like, Mm -hmm. than, than what you're used to in say Doom 1 or 2. And and lore wise, it takes place after 2, which is eventually retconned when Doom 3 came out, but... Yeah, there's a lot going on with that game. Man. I have a real quick question before we move on. Yeah. Does a game like this need the sort of cheats that a Final Fantasy remake has? Remaster, excuse me. Doom, I uh, feel like the cheats are awesome in Doom. So. Oh, so it already has cheats. I mean, well, Doom Doom does. Yeah. The th- so I've been playing, uh, I was actually, late last night I was playing some Doom 1 on my Switch, mm-hmm. and I really don't think you need it. You don't okay. like, need it. Like, you have, you have this, what you need is what you already have, which is being able to save anywhere, and you cool. have the difficulty options at the gate. So, like, I really don't think you need more than that. But throwing God Moon on is fun. Sure, yeah. Sure. Yeah, like, why not? <laughs> yes. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blow them all up. Yeah. Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast, oh, September God. 24th. Dreams. Dreams. Uh, this is out. Booyah! This is a booyah to nowhere. Booyah. Yeah. You know what is so much fun in this game, and I spent a lot of time in is the, 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 the multiplayer. 
Oh my god, yes. The multiplayer yes, just, was so fun. Yeah, we used to go yes. to our land centers and play Dota, the original Dota Warcraft 3 mod, and Jedi Outcast multiplayer. Wow. We did, uh, and, and Counter-Strike, obviously. We did Counter-Strike. Yep, like Counter-Strike. So I, I think Outcast isn't having multiplayer on Switch, but Academy is. Excellent. Oh. And Academy is coming in 2020. Right. Thank that you, was Jones. cool because yeah. I didn't. They didn't say that right out, right up front. So I was like, oh, I hope Academy comes out too. Yes, and that's coming. Uh, also, this is Switch and PlayStation Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xbox, no reason. Mm-hmm. Bet the developers are some kind of fanboys or something. But it's just not coming to Xbox. That's weird because I played Jedi Academy on the original Xbox. Yeah, that's, this was. This I think was, I did too. This was when like, I had a good PC for once. Yeah. <laughs> I was like time, yeah. ultra settings that game. Uh, just joking, <laughs> by the way. Just to be clear, I made a very sarcastic face, but I know we have listeners. Uh, I realize that it takes a lot of uh, resources to develop for three different platforms at once. And so, uh, when, obviously, developers aren't Xbox fanboys. Uh, Return okay, of Obra Din coming this fall to consoles. Excellent yeah, Switch game. I feel or game to be on Switch. Yes. I feel so guilty that I haven't played this game yet. It looks so sick. And Ian, Ian really loves it. I like it, yeah. I said the I only really way I said <laughs> the only way I'll play this game is if Ian is sitting right next to me. I'm actually <laughs> curious about I didn't know this. I didn't even know you'd played it. What do you hate what do you hate about it? So the game is about No, you know what? They said it in the Nintendo Direct. It's about solving mysteries. It's about yeah. figuring yeah, yeah. out why a person died and how they died. Yeah. Uh, I hate when a puzzle game asks you Mm, how did this person die when it's ambiguous? When there are three different things that are killing this person at this given moment. And it's like, mm, which one was it? Like, to me, this is L.A. Noir. Mm, what's the mystery? What's the solution to this mystery? Did you solve it? Mm. But it's a, it's a logic puzzle. You have to, like, negate other options. So, and then- Ian, let's say somebody has a spike in their chest and also a sword in their chest. And also, they're on fire. What killed that person? I don't know. Bad attitude. Yes. So that, that is what. To me, the game is just a bad attitude game. It's just. Oh man, Kyle. I feel like if I do play that game, that mm-hmm. voice, like the first mystery I get into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What wasn't exact? It's all logical if you just think about this. Like, oh, you're ambiguous. I can't wait. It is now time for love and respect. Love and respect. We had some people with perfect pitch confirm that Rufus sounded good last episode. Excellent. Yes. Made me so happy. Okay. Let's, I mean, we're cramming through this podcast, but I want to do a sticky one. We'll just have to give our quick hot takes on this one. Hi, allies. Bit of a spicy one today, but I have to say that control is perhaps out of control. (laughs) While many outlets have reported frame rate issues on base consoles, from my experience, the problem is pretty inexcusable. Clearly, Remedy knew this and was fine launching anyway, but it really hinders the user experience to a shocking degree. Why do we still let developers off the hook with their statements that we heard from some users that there are issues? You don't need to be a QA tester to realize that every combat encounter in this game produces issues. My question to the panel is, how have we gone from outrage over necessary day one patches to no outrage because there are promises of fixes down the line? Control is too good of a game for so many players to have a mediocre experience. Love and respect, Jeremy. Yeah, uh, when I reviewed it, it was on Pro, so the... 
issues were obviously not as severe as the base, the base models, is yeah, yeah, which is pretty alarming. A lot of people say, yeah. Um, just with my time from pro, like the the minor issues were never enough to take me out of it. That's what when we were talking about the pros coming up and the Xbox mm-hmm. whatever at that time one at whatever uh, we were scared that this would happen that those would become yeah. the lead consoles and the other yeah. ones would be left in the dust and i think we're starting That's to see happened. that now. we're at the end of a yeah. generation like yes. load time i never care about load times and we're in that we're in the time now when like games are taking so much longer to load because we're just pushing everything out of these consoles it's like we're we're so ready for a refresh mm-hmm. so um I don't think it's excusable. No, I, I, I think the 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 nature of the message is why is this okay? It's not. It's not okay, um, and the reasons why maybe it's not getting as much attention as it could be getting probably deserves to be highlighted. Where our perspective, right? We're trying to get coverage up on a game in as timely a manner as possible. So that means relying on pre-release code from publishers and. That'll be limited if if you only have a PlayStation Four Pro and you get a PlayStation Four code. That's what you're going to review it on. And so mm-hmm. if there's if there's problems, say, on the Xbox One, on the base Xbox One or, yeah. or whatever, you may not get that. I and can't so cover that. You know, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that that is a perfect excuse. I'm just trying to illustrate why that is happening. And so I do. I totally think that happens a lot of times where there may be problems on one version of a game that you just as a reviewer don't experience because you reviewed it on the other platform. Mm -hmm. And that's not great, but I do think if these problems exist, calling them out, recognizing them, and bringing attention to them is is absolutely the right course of action. Definitely. For for me, it's a two-step process. There's, is there a problem? And then the second step is, is it a big deal? You know, and I think like that's that's the tough thing to be like, I want more reviewers to say it's a problem. And it's like, well, you can't make people be bothered by an issue they're not bothered by. And, like, I've definitely played games that have had weird tech issues. I've def- certainly read scripts because I read all of them. But, like, you know, we'll have a graphics part and it's like, gosh, all of these issues, the uh, day's gone, man. Like, there were, you know, definitely some, some weird stuff. Some of that I kind of like, oh, well, whatever, when, like, these weird tech issues would happen. The other ones was like, God, that's really frustrating. Yeah. And so it, it is a weird – you are kind of waiting. Um, I don't know. It's like spicy food or something. Like, you're just kind of sitting there and being like, is that – too much? No, it's not, actually. It's weird. You know, like, I, I, there was another game that did something very similar to that, and that kind of pissed me off. But in this, for some reason, it's not mm-hmm. that big of a deal. The frame rate gets atrocious in Ultimate Alliance on Switch. But, like, you know, at the points where it does, I'm like, and here it goes. Time to break the game. And, mm-hmm. like, so I kind of I kind of know those things are coming. Again, it doesn't mean that frame rate's not an issue, but, like, it is for some reviewers. It isn't mm-hmm. for others. Some genres handle it better or doesn't really get in the way of, like, what the game's trying to do. And that is frustrating with all the consoles now. Like, there's technically one, three, four, there's five versions of Control, basically. You know, if you play on the regular PS4, the PS Pro, the regular Xbox One, the Xbox One X, the PC, like... So I imagine if you have a base console now where all these reviews come out and they're on PC or the Pro or the X, I can imagine being frustrated because you don't. Just sucks because you are still the majority too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's kind of a difficult mindset to be because the, the way that I approach it, and it's, it's not flawless and it's not like this every time, but I, I try to think about like what's the best way for me to experience this game. And so I wasn't covering control but when i wanted to play control i was like i'm gonna play it on pc i think that's gonna be the best experience so that's what i played it on and i didn't have these issues and so i can't talk about them the same way that doesn't make them any less bad Mm -hmm. uh so 
Yeah, it's a funny thing because I also played it on PC before it came out, and like, I didn't even know there were frame rate problems until it came out. Right. Like, um, I just didn't see it. So if I'd reviewed it on PC, I just wouldn't have known. I'm, yeah. I encourage everyone to read the Digital Foundry piece on the entire thing. They talk about how their console marvels. The fact that these game, this game even works on a console, they say, is like mind-blowing. Wow. Re- it's a huge Digital Foundry thing. It goes through every single version of this game in detail. Yeah, the Check amount, it out. The it's, amount it's of physics, great read. The amount of physics, like active physics mm-hmm. objects in this game is pretty crazy. Yeah. Which is nuts to think about on a PS4 or whatever. I mean, th- those are the those are the right people to shout out, right? Yeah. Like, oh, shout them oh, out! Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout That's out Digital Foundry. Yeah. I send every time people ask me about the tech stuff. I'm like, well, I'm not an expert, but Digital <laughs> Foundry is. You should uh, clear experts. <laughs> right. Yes. Read that. They have it down. Yeah. It's now time for bets. <laughs> Wait, cu- Kyle. I'm curious huh. as, as somebody who. Doesn't review. Uh, what What is your take on? Yeah, what that should I issue? have done, Kyle? Because my biggest regret was that I didn't get to see the ray tracing on the PC version. I wanted to mention. So the word review is never in there. I think this person is just saying, like, right now, why mm-hmm. aren't we more mad? And I think the panel has said, like, hey, this is not acceptable. Mm-hmm. Uh, this does suck. I think that w- a, a weird, complicating issue in this is that uh, things do get fixed. And so sometimes we'll see, like, yeah, that game sucks, right? And then somebody's like, no, that game's awesome now. They patched it. <laughs> and so when you say, like, how do, why are we not mad about day one patches anymore? Why are we not mad about just saying, oh, eventually they'll fix it? Because we've seen it fixed. Yeah. Witcher 3 on console. Right. It, we've, Notorious. Sometimes a game is supported well enough that eventually it is fixed. And so it is, it's not as simple as just being mad always. Uh, but... It yeah. sucks that the game's released in the way it is on consoles. Also, another another wrinkle to this is, like, I know this is mostly true of us and, like, probably a lot of other media outlets is, like, since this is what we do as our jobs, like, I have a really good computer and, like, yeah. you guys have PlayStation Pros. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah, and it's, like, not everybody does. And it's, like, since it's our job, we're privileged to have, like, we can justify spending that money, you know, because mm-hmm. we have to to a certain extent. So it's, like... We might not have these problems, and like a lot of the media outlets might not have these problems because they've got the resources to have PS4 Pros or PCs or whatever with nice video cards. And yeah, so it's like kind of a blind spot maybe is like older tech stuff like that. I don't know. And I think it's going to keep happening. I think the ne- over the next year and the year after oh, that. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I'm just going to add something really quick to that. I think one yeah. of the reasons why you're not hearing it, too, is it's not a really interesting, diverse, complicated narrative. It's like some people experience it. Some people aren't. When mm-hmm. it happens, it sucks. We'll remember this the next time Remedy makes a game. We'll be like, ooh, I wonder how if it's going to be work. Uh, especially if that, if they, especially if their next game's both gens, maybe, or something. If they're like, they're like, we're never going to forget this, mm-hmm. you know, and we'll certainly bring it up later. Your review mentions it, you know, yeah. and so it's like that's – the next time this happens, especially with frame rate, we're going to go through the same exact process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when that happens, I can see some podcast shows, have, you know, people write headlines being like, well, since that story just kind of plays itself out in a predictable way, right. maybe not the thing to, to, to talk about. I'm waiting for the headline that's like, control patch, 20% better frame rates on yeah. base model. I'm waiting for that. It's that, not going to be a headline, but yeah. <laughs> it's it coming. That's coming. Uh, Jones, can you begin, <laughs> begin correction music, please? Uh, the band is M83. The song is outro. Uh, Vegeta <laughs> does toy with his kills in at least four occasions. Uh, also, I said the I said bye twice. Vegeta, with, yeah, he plays with uh, yeah, Doria. He does and, um, some some androids. Zarbon. Uh, Boo, B U U was auto translated to bye, and I just wrote the word bye as if it's like some character like Dodoro I've never heard of because of the movies. 
excuse me, please, I know, we all know who Boo is here, even Jones. Odysseus spends one year with Cersei and seven years on Calypso's island, and the best animated feature Oscar didn't happen until 2002, while Beauty and the Beast was released in 1991. So there's a gap there between Beauty and the Beast winning, or getting nominated, excuse me, and uh, the best animated feature. Jones, what won best animated feature in 2002? What was the first one to give it its own special Academy Award? Oh, I don't know. 2002. What was the winner? I don't know. Shrek. End of Crack music, please. Uh, time for bets. Uh, next week's bet. Gears 5 will release on Tuesday, September 10th. How long until we hear a swear word? Shrek won. It won. Shrek won best animated feature. Not long. I liked it when it came out. That's, what, that's the whole point of Shrek. That's the whole point of Shrek. <laughs> So the Academy of Arts and Sciences can make like a montage of like the yes. greatest films. Shrek will appear. Of all top, Wait, like. yes. Was Spirited Away best anime feature the following year? I don't know. I don't know. In there. Two thousand two. Shrek got it, man. Okay. <laughs> Shrek two. Wow, he's not joking. Wow. I would do, Kyle would not joke about that. <laughs> joke about Shrek, please. Uh, Jones, how long into Gears of War five? Gears five, excuse me. That we'll find a hear a swear word. Twenty minutes. Wow. Okay. Three minutes, 33 seconds. Nice. Ben? 37 minutes. Whoa! I had three minutes, 55 seconds. That's funny. Uh, Ian? 32 seconds. Okay, that's a good range. Good range. Let me lock those in. Last week's bet was about Final Fantasy VIII Remastered, uh, released uh, today. Uh, at this point... No, sorry, Tuesday. We, don't, we do Thursday. Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, how many Steam, re- Steam user reviews would there be? Jonesy bet 2,500. Ben, you bet 565. Brad bet 50. I bet 9,000, excuse me, 1,999. Ian, you bet 700. The Jones. actual amount is. No. You're going with Jones on this Thanks one? Too yeah. Much. Thanks too much. 480. That's Ooh. a Ben win. Nice. Oh. Uh, good win there, Ben. So that brings our score to Scrappy Little Pigs 19. Oh, wow. Uh, Gorgeous Grill is 18. Oh. Oh. Good win. Ben. Right on our hooves. Good right one, on our little dude. hooves. Nice. Uh, Coming at Ben with Final Fantasy questions, dude. Look out. It's a Steam question. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Easy Allies is where you would want to go if you want to learn more about the Easy Allies and how to also get this podcast earlier. You can get it on uh, Fridays as opposed to Sundays if you're a $5 patron and up. And I do want to say uh, we put this podcast public on Sunday last week. I expected a dip. I was very pleased that there wasn't a dip. Thank you for sticking around with us. Thank I realized you. that uh, shifting schedules can be frustrating and make people unhappy. They're very unhappy about the corrections being at the end. I know. I appreciate all of these comments. I collect them. Uh, but <laughs> it meant something to me that uh, that we actually had a little bump in views. Will you put a podcast on a Sunday? You get a bump? That's very exciting to me. Uh, ben. You win the right and responsibility to share your Twitter handle with the world. You get to promote any Easy Eyes video you'd like to promote. You get the final word and anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, it just hopped into your head. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign off. Take it away. Um, yeah, no stress, Huber. We just like, I don't. I don't really enjoy Twitter very much. So, but if you if you want to follow me on there, I I, will, I may not be responsive, but it is at Ben Moore zero three five. Um, and then what else? Sorry, final I know you word? just final word. Final word. Um, you know, I think Deadly Premonition and Xenoblade Chronicles are two pretty excellent games. And I know we talk about games all the time, but now is a moment where you get a chance to play them if you've never played them before. And I know there's a lot coming out, but I think, I think you might be surprised, even if it's not maybe your wheelhouse. 
video you want to promote? Video I want to promote. Um, <laughs> oh, I want to promote two things. You only get one. That's the rule. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, selfishly, I will promote the don't skip that I did a little bit while a while ago on Metal Wolf Chaos. A, a big reason why I'm promoting that is because that's something that I'm pretty much doing entirely by myself. I'm voicing it. I'm editing. I'm doing all that. And so I really want like feedback on those aspects. Yeah. To to get better at it and and how you think maybe those videos could be more interesting. So from like a feedback perspective, maybe go check that out and see what you think. Cool. Yeah. But Dos Design Lab is pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool but don't see it no oh no 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 <laughs> yeah uh, uh, no I always appreciate someone promoting their own thing especially something you did put your whole soul into so yeah yeah promote it away okay. yeah and here's your mark sign off Sophie is our supreme ruler November 22nd. Booyah!